Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. My name is Ray Park. You may know me as playing Dolphin the Phantom Menace, Bone Wars, and also Solo and Star Wars Story. You're listening to Star Wars Stuff Podcast, the force is strong with you all. And remember, sit forward. Hey, this is Dominic Pace, who plays Gecko the Bounty Hunter from The Mandalorian, letting you all know you are listening to the Star Wars Stuff Podcast. Wishing everybody all the best, and may the force be with you. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Star Wars Stuff Podcast. My name is David. I'm Ray. And this is where we talk all things Star Wars and the big news that dropped, of course, Friday morning. The embargo did lift for the reviews for the Galactic Star Cruiser Halcyon. And lots of social media influencers and some podcasters got invited. And I think my TikTok got flooded with those reviews. I think every other video was a was a Halcyon Star Cruiser review. Yes. And they yeah, they did give us a lot of interesting insight, a lot of stuff I didn't know. Um so, Ray, what was one of the things that you saw that was kind of a surprise, maybe, or something that you, you weren't aware of yet? Um, Probably. So, I've only seen a bunch of TikTok videos, um, which, I mean, is amazing. Uh, all these people get to go to it, and uh, we can see it for free. Um, but I think what was most surprising is that, like, the characters the face characters are roaming the hotel like freely like ray was hanging out with some kids chewy was in an elevator and it's like i thought that they'd be like like there'd be like little shows or like um pop-ups i didn't really realize that they'd be just traveling that kind of surprised me yeah it really seemed like they tried to make it like a cruise space cruise type experience and they went to great lengths i think to to make that happen i think we all knew beforehand once you got your room entered your room you didn't have a physical window to the outside world it was a basically like a tv screen and that was your window out to space and you have the option of actually closing it when you go to bed so that's kind of cool because of course the light would come in and I think it's it's constantly changing, constantly moving. I think one of the podcasters, TikToks, they actually put up a time-lapse camera the whole trip. So oh, they wow. showed everything that was flying by. And I think you saw ships. You just saw blank space. You saw a ship explode, actually, in your window. And you saw the debris field afterwards. And, and yeah, you could actually sh- see the ship flying through the debris field. And I think that was pretty much everything that was kind of interesting there. But yeah, I thought that was that was super interesting. When we saw those pictures, though, for the cabins where you would spend the night essentially for two nights, they seemed kind of small in the pictures. But I think when you see some of these videos, they don't seem as small. So that kind of surprised me a little bit. And Also, with it being like a cruise ship kind of a thing, cruise ship rooms are tiny. You get like closets. So I wasn't really surprised by the rooms being that small. 
yeah i've never been on a cruise so I i've i've been on one uh and the rooms are very tiny <laughs> nice and so, yeah speaking of cruises colin and brooke i believe are actually on one right now are going to be on one so yeah that surprised the other thing that surprised me was the on tap unlimited blue and green milk you can oh. just go up to the dispenser put your cup in and just I want to go just for that. <laughs> I know I do too. And people were saying that if you actually mixed the blue and green milk, it actually made a new flavor and it tasted better. Ooh. And yeah. I've, yeah, I've been lucky to go to Galaxy's Edge a couple times. And the first time I went, I tried the blue milk. Of course, I'm a, a bigger OT fan than anything. And I thought it was okay. Then I tried the green milk, which of course we saw in The Last Jedi. And I thought the green milk tasted way better. And I could, I could actually just continuously drink that. And I know when I said it on the podcast, <laughs> Colin was like freaked out. He's like, what? And I think Matt also had the same reaction. But yeah, the green milk actually tasted better to me. So. The green milk is like coconut flavored, isn't it? Uh, There's a mixture of... of I mean, nobody really knows what's in it. Right. But... I don't think coconut because I don't really like coconut, but I don't know. I, mean, I never, I didn't try the green milk. I only tried the blue milk. It was so yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. It was, I don't. I couldn't finish the blue milk for whatever reason. It just doesn't. It wasn't appealing to me. But it seems like the overall consensus is the blue milk is the best. But I mean, I wish the blue milk was the best for me because I mean, like I said, I'm an OT fan. It's most iconic. Yeah. So once you enter the Star Cruiser. They actually supply you with a special customized uh, magic band that you wear. And it's got the Halcyon logo on. I believe they're all, all all like beige or white or something. And that gets you into your room, as you would expect. And um, I believe the, R- the specialized R2 unit that's roaming around, you can actually go up to it and scan your magic band on that droid. But I'm not quite sure what it does. It might have something to do with your missions. I know you use your your smartphone to look at all the missions that are assigned to you, and it happens it happens in real time, and your missions get updated, I believe. And like you said, you do run into the characters, you run into the captain, you run into some of the band members, and I'm not sure if that actually changes that act has potential to change your missions. Um, I know all the characters that are roaming are wired up. Um, Seems like to me, um, but I do know the the one thing that was really really surprising was the fact that in your cabins, you have to opt out of them listening in on you, like an Alexa. Yeah, it's very strange. They can record everything you say in your cabins. You know, honestly, it, it is twenty twenty two. That does not surprise me anymore. Right. Yeah. I mean. People are always like so worried about being spied on. It's like you have a smartphone in your back pocket. You're already being spied on. Yeah. Yeah. That is true. That's 100% true. So, yeah, that was kind of shocking to me. Um, the other things were, I think, once you once you get in to the lightsaber training, I know I, I spoke to Colin about this. He was telling me that when they first kind of showed the public when you train with the remote and a lightsaber, those beams of light was actually the training part to actually do the the reflection of the blast, which I, I never saw. So I know that was that was something that was kind of different from what our expectations were. Um, 
And I heard multiple people that were on the cruise say that it was unlimited food. So all you had to do was show up to the cafeteria. It was like a, a like a Star Wars buffet. And the food was very interesting. Um, that would make sense for because if they want to go after like a cruise style, yeah, there would be an unlimited buffet and then there would be like private restaurants that you could go and pay for. Yeah. But yeah, that that tracks. Yeah. So someone right here is saying that uh, they heard Ray was going to pay for our tickets for the Star Cruiser. Um, I think they may they mean Ray Skywalker because I'm yeah. broke. <laughs> uh, okay. yeah. So yeah, if you didn't know, uh, we're live right now on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Twitch. So we're reading comments as they come in. But yeah, that price tag it's it's a lot of money, and we all already knew that. I think it's six thousand dollars if you want the full cabin uh with the i believe it's a queen bed two bunks and there's also a pull-out bunk you can also use now is there uh, a limit on how many people per room i think is it, gonna is enforce... it like six... okay because like is it six thousand some for the room or per person no it's for the room so uh everyone thought of the hack of like okay well let's split it with a bunch of friends and try it that way but i don't think they're gonna they're gonna allow more than i think six people so if you divide it all up, it's about 1500 per person. If you can get five, five of your closest friends to go, I guess. So it looks like I need some close friends who are rich. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, well, maybe if I go, you go, Colin and Brooke are already there. So, and then Matt's going to be there too. I think that's what, that's me, you, Colin, Brooke, Matt. So, and then Josh is there too. So that's six people right there. And most of those people live in the Orlando area. And most of those people do work at Disney World. So you would figure that I don't think they get a discount, though. Yeah, I don't. Well, I don't know if they'd be allowed. Are they allowed to go there? Because I know um, when I went to Disney, we were talking to somebody in Disney Springs who was saying that... um, cast members were not allowed to reserve spots for uh rise of the resistance for a while like they weren't allowed to ride it out outside of like i guess like the first people who i don't know like tested it or something right so this past week was basically for media and for social media influencers so i think next week the actual cruise for the general public starts and I think a lot of the people that were on this this kind of like, I guess, beta voyage, um, they actually did have tickets. And I heard a lot of them say they're going to actually go back again. And then they're going to do that review as well. Because, of course, I think they went to the full nines for, for these people because they're going to put everything up on social media. Which was cool. I mean, it was cool to see all the TikToks. It was cool to see all the YouTube videos. And... I think that was Disney's Lucasfilm's best marketing move because it they made it seem way better than any kind of produced video that that we got. I know this last video that we got was actually pretty good with Matt Martin, but just to just to see everything from the food to the lodging to the way the rooms are laid out um, to the way they they were like tactile with everything they. I mean, they, they were on the missions. Um, they were interacting with cast members. There was one cast member in particular 
who was fantastic. He was basically the embodiment of of General Hux, but it wasn't General Hux. It was a different First Order guy. But he, his mannerisms, of course, he had the English accent. He played up. I mean, he played up the crowd. He he interacted with everyone like flawlessly. Little kids would come up to him, and his his responses were like so spot on to a to a First Order officer. So watching, yeah, watching the stuff made me want to actually try and attempt to go and and maybe get five of the people to actually try this but of course like i say i'm an ot guy i would prefer that there'd be more ot stuff but if you look at star tours star tours star tours is is basically leaning towards what they're kind of trying to do with like the two galaxy's edge and the star cruiser so i mean and i have no problem with star tours star tours is awesome but of course you do get to go on original trilogy adventures on star tours yeah, I love how um like so many people would be like, oh, they're gonna retcon the sequels or oh they're like decanonizing them and then Disney's like, here's thousands and thousands of dollars poured more into the sequels. And it's like, yeah, they're not decanonizing that. That's it's it's sticking around. Uh cry harder. <laughs> yeah, the the one part of it, I believe towards the end, which it feels like it's a spoiler, but I mean, it's all over YouTube, all over TikTok. So I guess spoiler alert for the Galactic Star Cruiser. But there's a there's a point in your trip where Kylo Ren comes out. And of course, he talks to the crowd. And they're like, um, yeah, like a I have a little setup. I have a little problem with that. They ripped off Phantom of the Opera because he just like <laughs> drops the chandelier on top of the crowd. And I mean, not really. And it's not actually a chandelier. But I was like, what in the Phantom of the Opera am I watching? Anyway, continue. Kylo yeah, Ren on so, the bridge. <laughs> so yeah, so yeah, we're on the bridge, and of course Kylo Ren addresses the crowd, and then of course Ray shows up, and it was a moment I think we we were all kind of waiting for to see. She pulls that out saber. the hilt, and then she ignites the saber, and oh, once she ignites it, I mean the crowd stopped. just went crazy. I was like, oh my gosh! Yeah, my there heart it is. Stopped watching it. Oh so my gosh. she ignites it. The saber comes out of the hilt like we all saw on the uh, the Instagram post. It feels like years ago now. Yeah. And then she kind of leans over and then you can clearly kind of see she picks up a different saber to use in combat with Kylo Ren. So she kind of lightsaber fights, which, which was actually pretty good choreography uh, between them two fighting on that bridge, Kylo Ren and Rey. And I think that fight went on for... I don't know, like 20 seconds or so. I don't think I actually saw what happened after the fight. So, yeah, I haven't but seen I anything did that see, happened after the fight. I did see there was one point where Kylo Ren actually force grabbed yes, Rey. And she and... slides across the bridge. I <laughs> I almost dropped my phone when I saw it. I was like, okay, this is like visually like impressive. Like just seeing that was like can we do a better swap with the lightsaber kind of like this is, but I'll take what I can get. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was pretty cool. Of course they have some type of like conveyor belt type, like treadmill oh, yeah. system down there to make it look like she's being force pulled. And but I yeah, no, I don't know how like regular this is, but one of the, um, one of the videos that I saw when Ray and Kylo are fighting, uh, I think she like kicks him and he just like, like 
bites it and just like face plants right on the ground and i'm like oh "Oh, i hope that was stunted because it looked (laughs) painful (laughs) yeah i didn't i didn't get to see that part but yeah there's a whole lot of stuff that I, i don't think either of us got to really see with all these videos that are now on the web and kind of plugging plugging away for the star cruiser but patrick on youtube is asking if we saw the bingo did you get to see the bingo uh, on board bingo? Yes, it was like it was like a real world Earth type of bingo. They had like a a hopper they would spin, and I think they had these cubes, and they would a cube would be pulled out or fall out, and they would call like the cube number or whatever. Oh my gosh! So, I want to know what those bingo cards look like so we can yeah. mimic the design for our bingo cards. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, they had sabak on there as well. I, mm. It was it was like the hollow sabak where you actually saw the projection of the cards in the table. So, yeah, Patrick's saying it's galactic bingo. I like it. And RFB says that he's going to go on the Star Cruiser through Friends. So, on his playlist, which is basically what we did. I mean, yeah. kind of seeing it and watching these videos. Uh, and I've, I've done this for several other, like, theme parks and stuff. And then I've actually gone afterwards. It's a whole different experience. It, it, I mean, being there is so different. And one of the one of the takeaways that I kind of got was the fact that it was like super, super busy and it kind of heightens your anxiety because when you have your data pad and, and your smartphone and you're looking at all your missions and they're like coming in like nonstop and then everything's scheduled. I kind of wonder if it's a whole lot more anxiety inducing than going to to just like Disney World by itself, because I kind of get like get that feeling of, oh, my gosh, I got to do everything as fast as possible. I, I got to make sure I'm like on point to get like to get my money's worth and to fill in my time. Yeah. And and to me, it feels like if I were to go to that thing, I would miss so much stuff because I just kind of want to chill and kind of just like be in that kind of environment of of being on a star cruiser in outer space and just going to that one room of all of the I think there's an attack that happens. And just watching, and I think there's a piece of it on the Rise of the Resistance where you see, like, huge, huge cruisers going up against single, single-piloted single fighters. And it just looks awesome. Just to, I mean, just watch. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't know how I would, like, be on, on the Star Cruiser because it, it seems like there's a lot of stuff to do. And, of course, you do get a ride out to... I guess it's a it's a, it's a small ship down to Batu, and you get to actually ride the rides without being in line, which is another perk. Ooh. So you just go straight up to Smuggler's Run, jump on the Falcon, and for me, rise the resistance. Just walking up to it, getting on would be would be worth a lot to me. <laughs> That's kind of what I did. My friends and I, we managed to get passes for Rise of the Resistance. And I think we were boarding group like number three. So as soon as we got to the park, we just went right there and walked right on. It, it, oh, it was so cool. <laughs> so yeah, RFB brings up a, a pretty good point. Uh, we were talking about this before the podcast, but that Rodian band member you can totally interact with her on the bridge. So good. And she talks to you in Rodian, I guess. I guess that's the language. And you can clearly see the mouth moving. I mean, she's f- in full costume 
it's a headpiece. I mean, it looks like a Rodian from anywhere else you saw a Rodian in, in TV and, and film. And of course, she's got the, the hands too. And she's a performer. I believe she plays the keyboard. I didn't see the band. I only saw yeah. the different characters. But yeah, you basically interact with her and she speaks back to you. And I guess you just kind of have to read between the lines in a way <laughs> to kind reply to her. But yeah, I thought that was super cool. And and Patrick actually does agree with us that yeah, that was I, I saw some of the people that were there like kind of tear up when that interaction was over because I mean, we all want to be like we're in Star Wars. And I think yeah. that's that's one of the special experiences right there to actually be next to a Rodian. Yeah, I was just so amazed at how like smooth the mechanics were for like the mouth movement. It was so cool. Yeah, yeah. I definitely want to see if they do add more aliens in the future. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Chewie's on board. There's a mission where you actually hide. You have to hide Chewie. So Chewie's like seven feet tall. And yeah, so now he I, has to be in a group of people like crouching down. I saw a video um, where Chewie was on the elevator and their mission was to hide him from the First Order. And uh, Ashley Eckstein was part of that group hiding Chewbacca. Yeah. So that was what the video was. And I was like, Oh, this just looks so fun. So yeah, Rodians actually speak Hatice. I totally forgot. Yeah, oh. Greedo speaking Hatice in episode four. I totally forgot. But yeah, th- those are the, I think the highlights for me. Um, of course, it's it's two nights. Um, you get a trip to Galaxy's Edge. No lines. All you can eat food. Um, and yeah, just just the immersion. I think is something that. Unfortunately, I haven't experienced yet because I went to Galaxy's Edge during COVID time. Same. So it wasn't as immersive as I've I've heard. I still regret not going that first weekend. I, I had a chance to, and I just decided not to spend the money just to save a little bit. And now it's like, man, I, that, that would have been a totally different experience. But yeah, we will see what happens. And of course, we know Colin... And Josh actually have an opportunity possibly to maybe get on the Star Cruiser since they work at Galaxy's Edge. I don't know. But hopefully they get that experience and maybe they can uh, give us a little bit more insight into it. But is there anything else about the Star Cruiser that you wanted to talk about? Anything you saw on TikTok that caught your attention? Um, yeah, uh. Kylo Ren sounds like a demon from like the Conjuring series or something. I did notice that he did not sound like Adam Driver. I thought Which, that was kind of when he's in the mask, he doesn't particularly sound Adam Driver-ish. There's like a like a filter or whatever, but I right. feel like you could easily recreate that filter. Yeah, because it's it's just so crackly. Yeah, I don't know if maybe it's like a sound system issue because like. I mean, I went to go see Hamilton, and there was sound issues up the wazoo for uh, one of the songs. So, I mean, nobody's above a sound a sound tech issue. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, it is, and it's also interesting that the Chewy costume as well isn't like screen accurate as it could be, because it always seems like they have issues with like the eyes. Yeah, the eyes and the mouth 
are really hard to nail. Like I've seen some amazing Chewbacca's and then I'll go and look back at the original and like, Ooh, that's rough. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, um, it's just one of those things that they can't nail for some reason, but of course I'm in the 501st and I've seen really, really close to screen accurate Chewbacca's with, with our members. And yeah, it's an impressive thing. And of course, it's usually people that are shorter than me that are like five foot six that want to do Chewbacca. And then they wear the stilts underneath the suit. Yeah. And it works. I mean, it, I, I have a buddy in Atlanta that did the same thing and it, it looks pretty good. So, yeah. So there's a novel coming out uh, entitled Brotherhood uh, that you have some details on. Yeah, so uh, I recently I haven't heard about this one, but uh, apparently there is a novel coming out about May 10 uh, called Brotherhood about Anakin and Obi-Wan during the Clone Wars. Mm -hmm. And why it was brought to my attention was because the events in that book, according to the author, are going to directly tie into events happening in uh, E.K. Johnston's Queen's Hope, which should be coming out sometime next month. Um, I know pre-orders... Uh, up to March 20 from, I think it's like Fireside Books, old Fireside Books or something along those lines. Um, if you pre-order from them before March 20, uh, you get a, a personalized note from E.K. Johnston in the book. Oh, wow. So, Interesting. fingers crossed I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> but it's on my birthday list. But yeah. Um, having, so is this the book? Yes. Having okay. Brotherhood tie into Queen's Hope makes me want to read Brotherhood now. Um, But people have gotten advanced copies of Queen's Hope already and have said that it's absolutely amazing. So I'm super excited. Nice. Yeah, I think everyone's going to be excited to see and to read um, anything that has to do with Kenobi because, of course, the Kenobi series is about to drop. It's right around the corner, and it feels like a trailer is imminent. I was thinking if a trailer does drop while we're recording this, we're actually, we're absolutely going to do a reaction to it. But, oh. but I'm still upset that we didn't get something during the Super Bowl. Yeah, it's like that's like the best time to drop something. And I mean, I really didn't care about the two teams that were playing. I was just interested in seeing if they drop something Star Wars related. Yeah, and and a lot of people that don't like sports will watch the Super Bowl just for the commercials anyway. So it's not like you don't have an audience already. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah so box i mean on the plus side we got a poster and uh that poster is furthering the obi-wan kenobi jesus meme uh people <laughs> are now using pictures of that poster to uh, make inspirational uh christian text posts <laughs> so uh, they're falling for it all over the place <laughs> <laughs> it just keeps going and i love every second of it yeah, yeah, it, it's so funny. I mean, it's it was years back where someone posted. I gave I gave a picture, a frame picture, to my grandmother of Obi Wan Kenobi, and she put it up on the wall because she thought it was Jesus. So, yep. And of course, he's been referred to as Space Jesus as well. Yeah. And I'm trying to think back. Did George Lucas actually kind of mean for Obi Wan Kenobi all the way back in 19 in, in the mid 70s? Uh, to actually have him as like this like Jesus figure. I'm not quite well, sure. I mean, if we're analyzing it like that, technically Anakin 
fits more of the uh Jesus uh character. Yeah. Um not the ending obviously, yeah. <laughs> but uh I guess if Jesus turned to the dark side uh is Anakin because you know like the immaculate conception, no dad, fun powers, joins a band of strangers and travels around to save people. <laughs> Yeah, he's, yeah. he's he's technically space jesus but he does not look like space jesus yeah i mean that's true that's true jesus isn't white either but that's a whole other discussion <laughs> yeah. so yeah patrick here wants us to get the discussion going and he wants to know what we want to see and what we don't want to see I'm, I'm guessing on the star cruiser uh the comment after that says kenobi so i think he's talking about the kenobi series yeah. Well, I think because we changed the conversation a little bit to Kenobi, but yeah. Um, I mean, I can pull up our bingo sheet if we want to go off of the some of the stuff we're hoping to see there. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Go for it. Okay. Let's see if I have the file on my computer yet. So, I mean, it surprises me and shocks me that a lot of people don't kind of assume some things are going to be seen and happen. Um. I mean, one of the big things, it's, I think, even if you go back to the lore that was set up where Liam Neeson, Qui-Gon Jinn didn't complete his training, so we can't see him as a Force ghost, I think there's still a possibility we still see him as a Force ghost. But then there's also the possibility that we see him in the flashback. But, I mean, just to doubt that he's not going to be in the show. I mean, if if you've been following Liam Neeson's career, it, it feels like he's taken every single role that's been offered to him. Because he's done so many films in such a short amount of time. Now, do you have to complete Jedi training to become a Force ghost? The, well, the way it was set up was... Um, the, I, the way it's described in Wikipedia is that there was a certain point that Qui-Gon, he discovered how to how to come back as a force ghost, but he essentially didn't complete the training um, to actually be able to do that and just came back as a voice. Oh, so that specific training. Right. Yeah, so I was right. going to say, isn't it, he's a master. I would think he completed his training. <laughs> but, but, but yeah, he completed his uh, training to be a master, but he didn't complete the training that wasn't known to the Jedi, the I Jedi gotcha. order that I guess he, I know there's a story behind that too. I'm not familiar with, but. Well, he discovered we that get story. That well, I mean, yeah, that's possible too. But I think it was said that he didn't complete the training in some point in time. I'm I'm failing to remember here, but yeah, that's why he only came back as a voice. So that's why people are arguing. Okay, well, he can't show up as a ghost because he didn't complete that training. But of course, we all know that Anakin shows back up at the end of Return of the Jedi, and of course, Obi Wan is there, and then Yoda's there. But it's like, well, okay, so Anakin shows up, but how was that? How is that possible? Uh, so, Sith stuff, maybe. So yeah, this well, the Sith do learn how to essentially like not die by almost like doing like the whole kind of tying your soul to objects. Palpatine. Um, <laughs> right, right. So, but they, but they can't do the Force Ghost thing like the Jedi. It's, mm-hmm. it, it's an impossibility, according to George Lucas. So. Um, the question is, how did Anakin show back up as a force ghost? Um, apparently the way it's described in detail 
is that once uh, Vader um, died, Obi-Wan and Yoda completed his training to become a Force ghost. It doesn't say at what point in time or how that came to be because that's, that's, that's a little unclear as to was... Was Anakin, was Vader still alive when that happened? When he turned to the light side? I don't know. But like I'm saying, it's still possible if they use those those kind of metrics, those rules. I mean, Qui-Gon could still appear. Yeah, I mean, it's fake and in space. Don't We don't try to put too much logic into it. <laughs> right, right. There, there's a certain amount of logic that you have in Star Wars. I don't consider Star Wars to be science fiction. It's, it's fantasy. It's a space mm-hmm. opera. But, I mean, still, there's a chance. And there's a whole lot of information that has leaked from Kenobi. Like, a whole lot at this point. And I don't think it's really a spoiler to say this, but nothing has leaked about Liam Neeson being on set. So, I mean, but they're shooting in the volume. So all they have to do is throw a robe on him, a black robe, have him walk in along with everyone else. And have others like kind of open up the robe, draw the attention away from photographers or these leakers and just roll on in. So, yeah, so I do have the bingo card. Um, so I guess just going in order, uh, there's Alderon. Order 66 is a given. Uh, they throw that in there as much as they possibly can. Uh, Tarkin, Max Rebo. Uh, Tusken Raiders, Jawas, Hello There, uh, Qui-Gon, Bail Organa, which really hoping for that one, uh, a Clone Wars flashback, Leia Organa, Luke Skywalker, Yoda, then we have uh, Blockade Runner, uh, Yavin 4, a uh, new design for the, fa- the Vader suit, Ahsoka, James Earl Jones returning to do the voice, uh, Kitster, a Protocol Droid, uh, I included the Amidalans there because they did uh, Sabe, uh, Commander Sabe is uh, mm-hmm. the head of the Amidalans and she operated on Tatooine. Um, so it's possible that maybe not Sabe, but some Amidalans could be there because um, they're looking for uh, the cause of death for Padme, who killed Padme and Anakin. Because um, they, as far as they know, they were both murdered by Darth Vader on Mustafar. So, um, and then uh, Hondo, uh, an Inquisitor, and the Skywalker lightsaber. Hmm. Yeah, I think Max Rebo should maybe be the free space. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm not quite sure he's showing up, but. No. I mean, they are on Tatooine. But that's about as much as I can give him. <laughs> yeah. But if Colin gets to take up a square with Max Rebo, I can take up a square with the Amidalans. <laughs> yeah, I would actually maybe lean toward more of the Amidalans, but I mean, still, that's kind of tough. Um, I'd really like like any of the Amidalans to make an appearance in the Star Wars like films or TV shows or something. I think that'd be really cool to explore. Well, especially because we're getting Vader back. Um, that I think the Amidalans are more likely. Um, because, I mean, in the Vader comics, uh, 
they essentially kind of track Vader down. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, we shall see. Fingers I think. Crossed. <laughs> I, I, yeah, yeah, we we were getting kind of scared there with the uh, with the Boba Fett bingo card. <laughs> oh, that took so long to get to get close. Yeah, it was, it was a little too close to to quote Lando there, but yeah, I'm, it, I'm it, hoping the Obi Wan Kenobi one uh, works out. I don't. I didn't do any strategic planning with the placement of the squares. I just filled them in as they came to us. So, <laughs> right, right, yeah. And you're not aware of any leaks or anything like that. So, nope. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Look for that on social media to play Obi Wan Kenobi bingo. So, yeah, Patrick's asking where, uh, where's Colin at? Colin's actually on a cruise right now with Brooke. So, lucky them. You know, that reminds me not actually, the star cruiser but a, a different a cruise actually on the ocean yeah so i went to a uh i think it's like an estate warehouse uh estate sale warehouse uh yesterday and was just kind of browsing around and there was a, gla- a locked glass box with some pinback buttons in there and i'm looking mm-hmm. and there's a couple star wars ones and there's a rebel legion logo so i got that one and then of all the things, there's a little tiny pin that has Max freaking Rebo. So I bought it because it was a dollar. <laughs> but I had to ask nice. somebody to unlock the case so I could <laughs> buy a freaking quarter-sized Max Rebo pin. Because uh-huh. Colin told me to. <laughs> Jeez. Does it have like the date on the back of it? Is it like a no, I think they pen? might be like, I don't think they're like official ones. Uh, okay. I think like somebody made them. All right. But I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, if you're fortunate to go to Star Wars Celebration, we will be having some some pins to give away to, to listeners. All you have to do, I think, is just basically ask us. But we will have a Max Rebo pin. So I would like a pin. I won't be there, but I would like a pin. <laughs> yeah, you're definitely going to get some because, I mean... After all, you designed them. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I think I think yeah, you deserve a, a pin or two. Yeah. So thanks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. And thank you, by the way. I don't think we've been able to thank you publicly for all your all your art that you've been able to supply the podcast. But yeah, pretty much all the art that we have has been either redone or created by our own very own Ray for the podcast. So thank you very much. Yeah, so, I'm hoping to redo our, not redo, but like design up our logo with each of our favorite characters. So, yeah, yeah. well, mine's already there with Luke Skywalker. So yeah. that's one left <laughs> that you have to do. And then, of course, you have Rebo with Colin. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, yeah. I do have secondary characters that I really love too. So, like the Wampa and Salacious Crumb come to mind. But Oh, yes. Salacious Crumb. That'd be hysterical. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, man. There's a clock that was sold, I believe, in 2015 that I did not buy because, of course, I I, I travel on an airplane. I didn't want it to break, so I didn't buy it. But I think you can buy them out there on YouTube or on a on YouTube eBay. <laughs> and a lot of people have been like unboxing them finally because I, I don't know that they just became like popular all of a sudden. But yeah, that's that's one thing that I'll probably try and buy if it's at celebration because i'm driving from texas so hopefully i'll have some trunk space but yeah bat wars 99 says he's going to sneak on so onto the uh cruise ship (laughs) 
I don't know if you'll be able to do that. Um, I think they're probably out at sea at this point. So can you can you get into on the Star Cruiser? Like, can you get onto it without going through Hollywood Studios? I believe you can, right? Because they showed those those mock-ups of the cars being valeted, and yeah, because I think yeah. I okay, I heard or read somewhere that you get you're like taxied to the hotel or the cruiser or whatever. Yeah, I think the taxi is from the Star Cruiser to Galaxy's Edge. So, but yeah, like I said, the more and more I see those videos, the more and more I kind of just want to go now. Before <laughs> I, I really wasn't keen on it, but now it's like man it, it seems like a cool experience especially if we had the podcast there which it would have been awesome if we would, would have got an invite to do that but not many podcasts did get invites to it i was kind of shocked but yeah yeah we Come definitely on, would Disney, have made a video please. <laughs> yeah. you listen to us about max rebo so somebody up there is listening <laughs> yeah i think that's true somebody is listening so all right. So the next thing that I wanted to talk about was, and we did mention it a little bit earlier in regards to the Obi-Wan Kenobi trailer dropping. Um, but this comes from uh, the website, uh, bestmanbulletin.com. And they they kind of spoke about how what the trend is for a possible Kenobi trailer release. And... If we think back, if we remember back to when the trailer for Boba Fett was dropped, it was dropped about two months before the premiere. It was like on a random Monday. I remember waking up and James sent us a text message saying, hey, the trailer dropped. It's like, oh, my gosh. It's like no one had any idea. So about two months seems to be kind of their their template. And of course, I think next month, which is a couple days. Right, right. Um it already feels like we're in March. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So, it's a big, big upcoming couple of months for Disney. Because, of course, they have the Marvel um, show Moon Knight coming out. And, of course, they have Doctor Strange coming out. And, of course, after that, it's going to be full-on Kenobi. Because, of course, I don't think a lot of... We, we spoke about this much, but I, I believe Doctor Strange comes out... At the beginning of May, like May 3rd or something. Let me double check. I know it is May, but... So, yeah, you don't want to kind of put Star Wars and a Marvel thing too close together. And with the anticipation of that film, I think it's going to be pretty big. But... Oddly enough, it's being released May 4. (sighs) (laughs) Disney, get your planning better. They'll probably drop a trailer wait no because that would be too close what if they wait until may 4 to drop the trailer i'd cry final trailer i would be totally okay with i mean that would be like a big event because it it just escapes me that they didn't continue on that tradition when they did the black friday release of the teaser for the force awakens i mean i thought we're gonna get a black friday star wars thing and set up that tradition and it felt like there was like a general consensus that all the fans are like, okay, December is now Star Wars month. We're going to get Star Wars stuff from here on out. And then then they start moving the movies to May. And then the whole solo thing happened. And I don't know. but They like to keep us on, their to- on our toes. 
Yeah. So yeah, Patrick asks us um, thoughts on between on the world between world symbols on the Ahsoka show. I think we 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 did address this last podcast a little bit, um, and we talked about possible time travel and and multiverses within Star Wars. You probably should have been on that podcast, but yeah, <laughs> it was um, work. Yeah, we figured. I mean, we figured the multiverse stuff would probably not really. I don't see Star Wars doing multiverse kind of things. Yeah, but the time travel thing has already been in Rebels. And of course, you look at the Ahsoka logo and it's well, all... I, think I see, like personally, I see time travel as very different from multiverse. Right, right. Yeah, Because time travel, you're hopping around at different points on one timeline. Whereas multiverse, right. you've got a ton of timelines. Definitely. I don't think they would do multiple timelines. Right. So yeah, time travel for me is is one of my favorite things to tackle in films. I mean that's, I mean you look at Back to the Future, Endgame. I mean it, it it was done. I mean of course there are some some potholes and some loopholes and some like kind of questionable things, but I mean still I mean it's a film, it's fake, and in space with Star Wars. But I mean they've already done it in Rebels, and at the time where they aired that episode where Ezra, spoilers for Rebels, Ezra saves Ahsoka Tano from getting killed by Vader. And that was a big question at the time. Did How did Ahsoka survive? Because I think we all figured she did survive. And it's going to be interesting how the story's going to play out for the Ahsoka show, because they're going to have to address the whole world between worlds concept. And if they don't, that's going to be horrible because it's in the logo yeah i feel like i feel like they wouldn't put it in the logo and then just not touch on it at all it might not be like a big part of the show but i feel you've got to include it at least a little bit yeah it to me it's gonna have to have a very important through line for that show somehow some way um it could get a little dicey if they do decide to go back in time and possibly change things, but I don't think they would actually go that far. I think Filoni and crew would have some type of more of an ingenious way of, of doing it. And I think Filoni's been thinking about it for years and years. So I'm not too worried about that aspect. Um, what they would do exactly. I'm not sure. We've only seen Ezra rescue Ahsoka. So I, as long as they do a better job with time travel than uh, Marvel, I'm fine. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Can they take a page out of Doctor Who's book? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, going back to the possible teaser, I know I, we've spoken about this so much. We just we just want to see some moving images from this show. Yes. We just want to see some Kenobi stuff. I want to see those outfits too. <laughs> yeah, I, it's it's. I think it's going to be very shocking to see what they're going to show us. And I'm not sure if they're going to tease some of the elements that have been leaked, but I think we're just super excited. And I think it would have put us more in a frenzy if they showed us like a, even like seconds worth of footage during the Super Bowl for a Super Bowl spot. But instead, we got goats. Yeah, goats <laughs> wearing like Marvel stuff and Star Wars stuff. But I mean, we did get Ewan McGregor for a completely unrelated commercial. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> and ironically enough, that commercial was entitled "Stuff." So, 
you might you might actually hear a bit of a uh, bit of that in a, one of our future openings for the show. I might include that along with Ray Park and Dominic Pace at the beginning of the show. You never know. So, hmm. so yeah, another story that kind of came out that dropped on the same website, bestmanbulletin.com, is the fact that Disney dropped their their film schedule, film release schedule, I believe on the 23rd. And it was kind of reiterated that the fact that Rogue Squadron is going to still come out on the release date that that was set up. It feels like almost a year ago now. But, of course, Patty Jenkins is still tied to it. The next Star Wars movie will be the Patty Jenkins movie entitled Rogue Squadron. Of course, we don't have any exact details for it, but... There was some kind of rumors out there stating that she left the project, but then later on, shortly after, it was stated that she was still tied to it because apparently she was very busy with the film Cleopatra and, of course, Wonder Woman 3. So, Wonder Woman 3? Yeah. Ow, I'm out of that loop. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, so am I. She sounds busy. Yeah, she sounds very busy. But, of course, she had that kind of video she did where she was on rollerblades on on a tarmac and apparently that was supposed to be released for the 2020 celebration but of course that never happened so we got it on the internet and i believe it was on the uh investor day call where that was dropped Mm -hmm. i believe if i remember correctly yeah i remember seeing that so yeah she's hyped up to do a star wars project and i really want to see what comes of it i'm not the biggest fan of her work but um I think she has the, uh, being that it is the next film, and it feels like it's almost going to be like a new type of phase, almost like a Marvel phase for Star Wars projects. Hopefully it is. Hopefully, maybe it's in vain to the uh, to one of the anthology films, even though it wasn't an anthology. It was called The Star Wars Story for Rogue One. Uh, maybe there's some type of tie-in with that. But, of course, you have all the books that a lot of people, a lot of old-school fans love. But it feels like it's going to be a brand-new story. And, of course, we got this release schedule here that if you look carefully, you can kind of see what's in the possible future here. And it seems like they haven't moved off every other year. We're going to get a Star Wars film. So 2025... Actually, starting in 2023, we get Rogue Squadron, December 22nd, 2023. Then in 2025, there's another untitled Star Wars film. Then we skip a year because Avatar comes out. It's going to come out in December, which the first one came out in December. It's going to be Avatar 4, which, yeah, that might shock a lot of people. But, yeah, they shot four other sequels to Avatar. Then in 2027, of course, you get the next Star Wars entitled movie, and then Avatar 5. So, Just looking at this, I mean, like, I'm looking at the number of a year, 2027. And I'm like, that's a fake year. <laughs> it does not sound real. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't sound real. I mean, time is moving incredibly fast here. I mean, 2010 was like last week, right? <laughs> I agree. Time is moving way too quick. I don't like it. Yeah, I don't like it either. So, yeah, there's still 
on schedule for that film. And um, I'm still wondering about those untitled Star Wars films. Is it going to yeah. be the Kevin Feige produced Star Wars film? I know he's ultra busy. He's incredibly busy. There's the Taika one. He's incredibly busy. He, is. he, just, he just picked up a couple more projects to do. Of course he did. So, yeah. I don't know. I totally, I totally agree. Ludicrous speed it is. Yeah. And before you know it, we're going to have Kenobi. We're going to have the first episode right before Celebration, which is going to make it kind of hard for us to cover it in a way because I think a lot of us will be on in route to in route to celebration. So yeah, that'll be interesting where I watch that at. Um, but yeah, any thoughts on the, this release schedule? I know there's a lot of Marvel stuff that caught your attention there. Yes. I am very excited about some of that stuff for uh, Marvel. Yeah. I'm just trying to, trying to read through the list here and Marvel just, it's like project after project. Yeah, there's so many times where it just says Untitled Marvel. Like, there's one, two, three, four, five, I believe. Five Untitled Marvel projects. Just in 2023 and 24. Yeah. Yeah, I totally think that that Star Wars should have put their flag in the ground for December. And just stuck with December. But of course, with the acquisition of 20th Century Fox, they now have the rights to Avatar, and those films got made before those rights were purchased. So they're thinking we got to make our money back now. So, <laughs> and hopefully, those films are great. And I don't—I never saw the first Avatar. It never really intrigued yeah. me. So yeah, yeah, it was interesting. It started that whole 3D craze with 3D TVs. I bought a 3D TV, and. Um, I think I just watched The Hobbit in 3D, and that's pretty much it. The only movie I've seen in 3D is Spy Kids 3D. (laughs) (laughs) There's a Star Wars connection right there. Robert Rodriguez, yeah. And Spy Kids was way before Avatar, right? Yes. But they they use, like, the green and or the blue and red glasses, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I mean that's that's basically the news that's come out since Wednesday since we dropped the last podcast. So yeah, now we're dropping podcasts every Monday morning and Thursday morning. And we're looking to see that uh there's a lot of Star Wars news about to hit um which I think it is has picked up, but it feels like man, once that trailer drops, there's going to be like so many opinion pieces and and news on that and speculation um yeah our bingo card our bingo card i think we'll definitely have a few lines that are gonna hit because like i was saying before i mean we're gonna get qui-gon i mean that's almost for sure and tarkin as well it feels like we're gonna get him i mean he has a really influential part in in that whole time period i mean he has he has his own novel i mean it's and of course, he was in Rogue One, and they did a fantastic mm-hmm. job with with bringing him to life. So, oh, uh, it does remind me. Uh, a friend of mine sent me a video. Uh, if we do get a young Luke and or young Leia in the Kenobi series, 
that uh, to be extra careful when talking about their characters because we don't want what happening to we don't want oh, yeah. a repeat of what happened to young Anakin. And some Star Wars fans are uh, notorious for uh, their horrible treatment of actors. Uh, Kelly Marie Tran, Daisy Ridley, just to name a few. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, I mean, definitely. I, I hope they're way more respectful to a 10-year-old or a 12-year-old actor actress. But when I, I think when you really sit down and you think of what is going to appear in this series. I don't think it's too difficult to predict what we're going to get. Cause I mean, you figure that Obi-Wan is looking over young Luke. And if we're going to have aunt Beru and uncle Owen, you kind of have to have a young Luke. Cause they're going to be right, right there. Right. Right. Like right. even if he's just sitting in the background, there's gotta be something. Right. Yeah. And I mean, there's other elements from the original trilogy that you figure that we're going to get. Maybe, Maybe the Skyhopper. I don't know. Maybe we'll get to see that in action. Um, maybe the actual toy that Luke plays with. Huh? I mean, that's a possibility. But yeah, I mean, to, to me, it, it's it's a little surprising when people say that this this is probably not going to appear. And it's like, well, why would it not? Who's that's... to say they brought Luke Skywalker back? <laughs> yeah, once once that happened, even in The Mandalorian Season 2 that that final episode it's like nothing's off the table anymore i mean it's that that's kind of like broken that whole kind of glass ceiling of i think fans expectations and limitations of of what we can actually have in a series Mm -hmm. so especially with the continuation of book of boba fett just seeing him in there uh because like his his part in mandalorian was so small but like he had a good chunk of screen time in Book of Boba Fett. So and it was really well done. Yeah, so very I well done. think there's even less limits now with what they can do. Yeah. And I've I've been watching um regular TV, not cable TV, but YouTube TV. And I've seen commercials for Disney Plus. And the way they put the commercial together for the Book of Boba Fett. It seems way more exciting and adventurous than the series actually was because it's like these tiny clips of like Din Djarin. And of course, he's saying, I didn't expect to see you here. And then they show Grogu and then they show, I think they show a little bit of the Rancor and they show a lot of action stuff. And of course, they show Luke. And it's like, wow, I want to see that series. <laughs> <laughs> Part of me did really love that book of Boba Fett was yeah. just him like. Just wanted to be an old man and retire. <laughs> it's like, you deserve it. <laughs> you sit in that seat, you retire. <laughs> yeah, retiring to being a crime lord, yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think that's pretty much all I had. Um, was there anything else that you wanted to talk about? I don't have anything else, no. Any type of... Anything Star Cruiser related? Because I know that a lot of information dropped. And of course, if you're on TikTok, you can jump on our TikTok and see our stuff. But we weren't at the Star Cruiser, so no. you won't see anything there. But there's a lot of stuff online. And of course, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter. You can find us 
on Instagram. I know Colin's always there. And of course on Twitch, Colin and James actually played um, Battlefront 2 for a good while on Friday. So if you want to um, join up with them, you can on Twitch. And of course, we're streaming to Twitch right now. We have two, and we actually have two different channels on Twitch. So we have the game channel and then we have the podcast channel. So yeah, you can find us at a lot of different places, uh, pretty much everywhere you go. Um, rate and review us. You can you can give us five stars down on Spotify. I've seen a lot of you do that, and it's been awesome. Thank you for that. And of course, Apple's out there. It helps out the podcast a whole lot, getting seen, getting noticed. And we were actually contacted by someone that I've really been wanting to get on the podcast. I won't say who it is yet because I don't know if I'll be able to get this person. But do I know? Talked- I I think yeah we we put it in the main chat I believe okay okay <laughs> but yeah I've been a fan of this person for I guess maybe decades now but yeah hopefully we do get this person on the podcast and we'll do a special podcast for it and yeah we're looking to get on special guests I know Dominic Pace has already said that he wants to come back on the podcast but we're trying to get um another there's another Mandalorian actor as well he said that uh, he'd probably be on in april so yeah lots of exciting things to come and we're always adding more to patreon so if you're not a subscriber to that yet i suggest uh you check it out and of course it's at star wars the podcast 2187 um you'll get the podcast before anyone else before um the general public of course you can watch it here on youtube but if you want to hear it in audio form, if you're on the run, you can hear it before anyone else because I drop it right after we record. And, of course, you can see us on YouTube if you're watching us there. Thank you very much. Like, subscribe, help us out. And, of course, we have the website that Ray created for us where you can see the Marvel Stuff podcast members as well. You can see their bios and uh, link to everything we do. And I think that is pretty much it. It looks like. We have one comment left here to address. Thank you very much, Patrick. And for Ray, my name is David. May the force be with you. Always. 